You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. That's a pretty decent selfie, I'd say. Do it for the gram. Do it for the gram. Let's <laughs> save that. Now that Instagram is uh, back up and running. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, apparently, it was happening worldwide, too. Wow. There wasn't just Instagram and Facebook that was having issues. A bunch of people were. Everything was down. Everything was going crazy. Dogs and cats <laughs> living together. <laughs> <laughs> oh man good good stuff sir hey it's good to be back we're back in black Ooh, the topic of our two bands we're reviewing today the theme of black here on g for d aka grounds for discussion. discussion we welcome you to the podcast wherever you're listening either on spotify iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now. Yeah, they don't even know anymore. Google Music, Stitcher, or our website, which is g4dpodcast.com. He's Adam. I'm John. Hello. And we are both drinking some delicious coffee. That is correct. All the way from the fine country of Ireland. Ah, across the pond. Across the pond, if you will. They love when you say it, especially with an accent. Uh, we are drinking beans from Frank and Honest. I recently went to Ireland with my girlfriend and her family, and we had a wonderful time. And I got to try a lot of different coffees, mostly espresso, so I was pretty wired. But uh, we luckily found this gourmet coffee called Frank and Honest. It's their medium roast house blend. It's Rainforest Alliance certified, sourced from sustainable farms in Brazil and Colombia with a Roasted nut flavor accompanied by a tingling red fruity acidity. Wow, you did not sound like you were reading off the package at all there. Not at all. <laughs> I really got into the lore of uh, their beans. But cheers. Well, let's take a little sip sip. Mm. Oh, that's You good. know, for... It seems like... I don't know if this is like equivalent to like their Starbucks, but it's pretty decent. Hey, look. The key thing is, is that we're trying something new. No, I'm very excited. I'm always happy when I have coffee. And and it is very smooth, I think. Right? I I think it's not too heavy, mm-hmm. but it's not too light either. It's just right. Hence the medium. It's it's right there, right in the middle. Gold, Goldilocks approved. <laughs> Goldilocks approved. <laughs> I did not even think about that. Oh, man. I, I, I like how... This package, too. Mm-hmm. It's Rainforest Alliance certified. Hmm. That's very, very interesting Sustainable stuff. coffee. Very important these days. Very, 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 very important, sir. Very, very important. We don't want to run out of coffee. No, ever. we do not. So Never. Let's, Never. Keep, uh, Never. let's keep global warming in check here. And we love animals. Who doesn't love animals? Aw. You know what I also love? What do you love? I love reading reviews about our podcast. Oh, I do too. Wow. And so much so, we actually have a new fan of the episode slash week slash until someone else reviews us on iTunes. But this one is from The Nester. 
and it is titled Dynamic Duo. Aw. Aw. Has there been a more dynamic duo since Batman and Robin? Answer, no. The chemistry between John and Adam provides intelligent and humorous conversations about music, artists, and current pop culture events. Adam is always good for a zinger. Hey. And John's voice was made for radio. Hey. Hey, there it is. Whether relaxing with my own cup of joe or listening while at the gym, I'm always engaged. I 100% rely on them for new music recommendations, and I would highly recommend giving them a listen. You won't be disappointed. Winky emoji. Just saying. Aw. Well, thank you, The Nester. I appreciate your kind comments, and that feels good. Cheers to that. Cheers to The Nester. Cheers. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Ah, that's such a good cup of coffee, Nothing like drinking coffee at 8.45 at night. Ah, you know. It's almost 4th of Who July, needs sleep? though. Yeah, exactly. Sleep is overrated, right? Yeah, that's what they tell me. Ah, we don't need that. Nah. We don't need that. You, you, know know what, that? you know what you should do while you're staying up late at night, Adam? What's that? You should be listening to these albums we're going to be reviewing. That's right. We should probably jump right into it, huh? Oh, yeah, because I think you and I have quite a lot to say. So why don't we start off with Black Midi? On their debut album on Rough Trade Records called Schlagenheim. I'm glad you said it, because honestly, I would have butchered it. Schlag, I've been practicing it. Oh, really? Schlagenheim. Were you, were you doing it in front of the mirror? Yeah, Schlagenheim. Did you have a little hairbrush in your hand, pretending that was the mic? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and I honestly tried to look up a little bit of information on this band, but I wasn't finding too much about yeah, them. Yeah, they're uh, from England. There's four members. They're pretty young. Very young. They kind of came out of nowhere really oh yeah i was looking up a couple of live videos of them and uh kexp you ever watch their stuff no i don't think so they're like a radio station but they have different bands come in and play live and stuff you should check them out there's a lot of bands that do it okay but they did a set with most of the songs they played off their album but they're all entitled at that point mm. so interesting that's really pretty much all i saw of them and i remember finding the song talking heads by them Mm. on spotify but that's really about it interesting yeah so this is their debut album that's about as much as i saw it too yeah you probably watched more than me but it was a very cool performance i will give them that oh yeah no absolutely this is honestly a a band that i would love to see live this yeah their sound i'm trying to think how to describe it and it's it's like a conglomeration of a lot of different things. It's highly experimental. Extremely. Well, when you think black midi, you're thinking, man, maybe electronic music, you know? Yeah, I could see that. Right? Because I think black midi is like a bunch of noise, right? Yeah. Together. So in theory, the band is a bunch of noise coming together to make something. Hmm. And noisy it is. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm, it's like Joy Division, Slint, Death Grips. Pavement. Jazz had a baby, and this was their baby. <laughs> That's a lot of sounds at once. But it, to be fair, it does sound like that at points. Yeah, this album definitely hits you like a ton of bricks, especially with the opening song, 953, which is just... It's like almost like math rock or something like that, that opening track, don't you think? Just yeah, they have like, a lot of math rock elements, a lot of punk mm-hmm. elements. Just Oh, like, yeah, a lot of punk. Just This whole album was all over the place. In a good way. Yeah. It kept me on my toes. Definitely did. I know I've said that before, but really, I can't stress that enough about this album. Yeah, this album is definitely not for everyone. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, If you like your rock music, 
experimental, weird, in a different direction, I, I would say definitely check these guys out. Yeah, because, man, you are in for an experience with this album. I don't think even us talking about it could prepare most listeners for it. No. I think you have to have an open mind. It's like, sure, they borrow a lot of things from the artists that influence them, but it makes this whole new sound. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I'm excited to see what's next with them because this album is like, you know, it hits you hard. You're listening. It's the guy's got a weird voice. And like, it's and he very does shrill. weird things with his voice, too. I yeah. mean, yeah, they're screaming he at kind points. of talks like this, like he's a 18th century detective. It's a little like guttural a little bit at points, too. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. Like he just makes these weird noises mouth with his the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally, he's just saying that same line practically again and again. While this again. like brum, 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 the end of that track too is insane. I love it. So when I looked up the video of them playing live, I noticed he was playing a guitar, and it's a baritone guitar. Mm-hmm. So baritone guitars are like normal guitars, but they're a little longer in scale, probably about anywhere from 27 to 30 inches where regular guitars are probably about 24 to 26 and the strings are a little heavier so it makes lower notes and you can tune them differently and stuff like that so that thump, like you can really hear like the extra thump in it speaking of instruments holy cow is this drummer amazing yeah you know the drummer can really make or break a band but this guy is like the backbone yes like and he has to go all over the place, too. I don't know how he keeps up. Yeah, it's it's incredibly impressive drumming on this album. And I know he's kind of gotten quite a bit of hype in the indie circles, so to speak, or the underground circles, yeah. if you want to call it that. But, man, this is probably just some of my favorite drumming on any album so far this year. He He can switch through styles effortlessly, which is what I really think this band is all about just like the kind of styles and the key changes and the time signature changes and just whatever randomness is these guys are tight musicians oh yeah oh you and you have to be yeah and you said it's a four piece right yeah it's four piece yeah all four of these guys are like on the same page and it just i don't know for me i was listening to this at several points and i'm just like i feel like i'm listening to something that's like the next step yeah. Like the next like big breakthrough. It might not be like a huge breakthrough right here in America, but I think no, it'd be but a huge I, breakthrough in the UK. And I think the genre of whatever they're playing, this experimental math aggressive punk music is just like this really cool genre and mm-hmm. like blends well together. And really a lot of these songs, you know, it kind of starts off pretty heavy and then it gets into the song Western. It's kind of of a little slower song, but it has the elements of what they're playing before. So, like, they can do different styles and things like that, too, which is really cool. Yeah, it's so interesting. There's a lot of, like, juxtaposition on this album where it's, like, it's very, very heavy. You don't really understand what the guy is singing or what he's saying, Mm -hmm. really. And then the next one's kind of, like, just soft. A little softer. A couple hard hitters here and there in the song, but, like, otherwise... Yeah, I, I don't know if this is a the type of album that you listen to if you're trying to relax. <laughs> no, no, this is not the album. <laughs> because this is purposely nerve-wracking, purposely I, on edge. I really like the song Near DTMI. It says, like, there's something in the water. There's lead in the water. There's lead in the water. Like, <laughs> which, which, for a lot of these songs, I really wasn't quite sure what he was talking about. But that one, I think, is pretty obvious because yeah. MI is Michigan. Michigan Detroit, so. Yeah, Flint. 
So so yeah, it's like there there is a meaning to this song. It's just not him just babbling on and on. Um, I, I I do think to your point, like we know some people who might listen to this album and they're like, yeah, the instrumentals are cool, but it just sounds like it's like he's talking nonsense or just babbling on and on. Yeah, and, and some of it can be a little nonsense. I think we probably jump into our final thoughts here. Yeah. Um, this album definitely is one that, you know, when I listened to it the first time, I definitely needed repeat listens just to get the full effect of everything. And while maybe not all songs are not fully there, but like the potential of this band is incredible, which is what I really liked the most about this album. Mm-hmm. Just like the fact that like they're this music, like I love this kind of music. This is great. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something about it. Like, ah, oh, it just fills me with energy and it's like i like hearing weird experimental sounds that work and all these musicians are tight bass player guitar player the baritone player the singer the drummer like these guys know what they're doing and i'm very excited to see what comes next so if you like chaotic aggressive punk music this is definitely right up your alley and it is definitely a gotta have it whoa yeah you're going with the ultimate high rating see i teetered between both of them but I feel like it's it it's nothing like I've heard before, especially this year. Kind of reminded me of the Daughters album a little bit, how like it kind of encapsulates you into this like different world, and like the sounds you're hearing are so unique. And I definitely felt that on here, and I'm very excited to see what these guys do next. Uh you know, you prove a lot of great points and points that I completely agree with here. The first time I listened to it, I really didn't know what quite to make of it because it's a lot. Yes. It's a lot to digest between the instruments and the music and the lyrics themselves. It's not one of those kind of albums that I think you can instantly fall in love with. You need to really take your time with it. And I really think you need to just be open to it. That second time around, I felt like, okay, I'm noticing a lot more. And really, I just, that's where it kind of clicked for me. That second go around mm-hmm. it was like, okay. I'm I'm really getting this a lot more. Yeah. And the fact that these guys are so young and their ceiling is so high, I'm hoping that like this is only the start of more great things to come. I was teetering on what rating I was going to give this as well. Um, but, yeah, you know what, Adam? I, I think you convinced me, man. Yeah. You know, like I'm not going to make <laughs> the same mistake that I made with the Daughters album. I'm not going to give this a no in it. It definitely is a gotta have it. I, you're right. You are right. And and this is why sometimes I have you go ahead of me because I just need that little I know, push. I, I teetered too, but I don't know. The more I think about it, like there's not nothing this year has really clicked with me like this. And maybe I do tend to gear more towards rock albums anyway, but this was just something that blew me away. The reason why I'm ultimately giving it a gotta have it is because I don't think I've ever heard this from anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you break down this band by its individual parts, yes, everybody's done the screaming, the punk, the heavy, you know, technical, you know, just really like odd time signatures mm-hmm. of the instruments and all that kind of stuff. But they brought all that together and made it work. Yeah, they borrowed the best elements from some of their influences and they somehow put it together and made it work. And the fact that you do something gutsy like, all right, I'm going to sing, but I'm going to make it sound like I'm warbling or like 
gargling some mouthwash at some points while I'm singing. And, you know, just I'm just going to repeat this one line over and over again. But each time I repeat it, I'm doing it in some crazy fashion. It works, though. I know some people are going to hate that. They will absolutely hate it. And, you know, this is definitely, definitely can't stress that enough. Definitely not a band for everybody. This, this but, band would open for Death Grips. Yes. That's probably the best way for yeah. those who are trying to encapsulate what these guys would sound like. Yeah. Just picture the opener for Death Grips. Yeah. I, I hope these guys catch on more here. I mean, I know they got some buzz working in their favor. But yeah, this this was unlike anything else I've heard this year. And that's why it deserves the rating that it does. Boom. Cheers to that. Black Cheer. Moody. Good job, guys. Fine young, fine young band. Fine young lads. Fine young lads from across <laughs> the pond. The theme today. But let's take it back to America for a little bit. More, more uh, specifically, Ohio, Akron, <laughs> right, right, with uh, the Black Keys' new album, Let's Rock. Oh man! Which is a, I assume, a Twin Peaks reference because the last song in this album is Fire Walk with Me. So it's twofold. It's both a Twin Peaks reference and it's also apparently what a death row inmate said before he was um, oh, electrocuted. That's right. Yeah. Eric, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yep. that's why the like it was like first time they had like the death penalty in a long time or something like that. And mm. Yeah, um, don't All know right. how that really fits into the album. And sorry if that sounds like kind of a downer thing to talk about. But for those of you who do not know who the Black Keys are, well, obviously you haven't watched a uh, car commercial during a football game. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> made up of just two members, a guitarist and a drummer. They've been around kind of for a little while now here, and they are just kind of like that band that brought back this bluesy rock style, just it, very simple, very much in the vein of White Stripes. Also, because they were a duo at the duo at the time, they had a very raw sound to them at first. Starting off with uh, a couple older albums, uh, probably the one that brought them to. F- you know, started putting them on the map was the album called Thick Freakness. And then the follow up, which Rubber was re- Factory. was recorded though. He, um, I think, what's the guy's name? Patrick? No, it's uh, the drummer. N- Dan. Yeah, Dan. Dan uh, Auerbach? Auerbach, yeah. All right, yeah. There he, you go. I think they recorded it like a special way through different like old tape recorders and stuff. So it sounds really raw on it. And they it, do a really good it cover. It sounds like it's made for vinyl. That's a great record to have for vinyl. Yeah, they do a really good cover of Have Love Will Travel on it. Yeah. Yeah. Solid guitar riffs. Yeah. And also the first time I realized that the distortion pedal was an Earthquaker Devices pedal. And yeah. Those are very fun pedals. I have one. They're very good distortion pedals. And All the fuzz. All the fuzz. <laughs> and then as they kind of grew on, a little more poppy sounds, adding different elements, and they really exploded when uh, they released the album Brothers. Mm-hmm. And that was produced by Danger Mouse? Or was that El Camino? Uh, Danger Mouse got involved with them starting in 2008 with Attack and Release. That's right. Um, but yeah, I think he's still a producer on that album. And he, and he was a producer with them all the way through their prior album, which is uh, Come True, something like... Turn Blue. Turn Blue. Turn Blue. Wow, not even close. Yeah, we're <laughs> almost there. But yeah, Brothers kind of brought them there to their height of their popularity, I would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were kind of one of those bands that just like, you know, you didn't, you wouldn't think they would, they would become as big as they have become. Yeah, but just their simple, basic rock and roll structure is, you know, 
now have them playing these big venues. Like Yeah, they opened for St. Vincent, I think, one night or vice versa. Yeah, St. Vincent opened up for them. Yeah. Actually here, played here in Orlando. They'll be here later on this uh, month of November, too. Yeah, Modest Mouse. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, too, because, like, those two guys, they're not really, like, rock stars, per se. Yeah. Not really, like, in the limelight. They're not, like big extravagant characters or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, they're pretty laid back dudes. Yeah, exactly. Um so it was first album in five years since Turn Blue. First album since then that doesn't have Danger Mouse. So this is kind of a back to basics approach. And I know you and I I think we were kind of worried about reviewing this album especially after we were kind of let down with the Tours album on our mm-hmm. last podcast. And we kind of had some worries about this being another album from a Rolling Stone band. Oh, yes. The gotta, Rolling gotta, Stone gotta, band. Yeah. I was like, where are you going? That's real. Yeah, the Rolling Stone band. These, This is the modern day rock artist that Rolling Stone will give five stars no matter what band you are. And say that they're saving rock and roll. That's correct. Which basically means they're playing music. That was hip in the 70s. Yeah. Well, John, I'm going to shine a little light <laughs> on something. Oh, man. Could it, uh, can it be an everlasting light? Maybe, maybe if we walk across the water. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. Just make sure you don't go. Oh, I, I, I won't. I might be breaking down, though. <laughs> oh, God, this is bad. All right. So I was just I was just seeing how long we could keep that going. Oh, I can go low or I can go high. Hey, hey, there you hey. Go. yeah, that was the first single actually that they released from this album, and it was there. It just sounded really generic. I go low, I go high. I, it's you know, like a it's a generic blues song that <laughs> is about going low if you go high. And that's really most of my comments on this album. It just feels very overproduced, generic. I just, it's there, man. Like, I don't know. Wow. You're really putting a lot of effort into this review. (laughs) About as much effort as the the Rock Tour has been into their last album. The Black Keys get their edge when there's two people and they're playing really raw and emotional blues rock. And I feel like at this point, doing anything else from that is just overproduced and just doesn't, it kills their energy. Like the guitar solos in this album are great, but like you feel the overproducedness with them. There's no raw energy. There's no emotion to them. It just sounds like they're going through the motions on this. So I don't disagree with you at all. However, I like this album more than you do. I think so. So, I don't know if it's just because I was really let down by that Tours album and even more let down after listening to their first album, but I realized something as I was kind of listening to this album. Not only is this kind of like a return to basics for them, it's just kind of like, we're going to keep this low key and kind of, even though the spotlight is on us, probably more than they probably deserve. And they'll probably even, they would probably even admit that themselves. And I feel like, both these guys are self-aware aware enough to know, like, how did we get this big? Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, there's still some catchy elements to it. And an album, even if it's not the greatest thing in the world, as long as it's catchy and I'm kind of singing along to it or tapping my toe, 
you're gonna get some points from me. Yeah, there's definitely some groovier songs on here, but I just felt like you know if I think the whole Rolling Stone band of these guys are the future of rock and roll, like I think that's far from it at this point. Oh, completely agree. Yeah, completely agree. But if you're looking for like a you know a decent rock album, you could do far worse than this. And that's pretty much where I'm at. Yeah, this is solid. In the sense that, like, you could have it on in the background at a party yeah, type and of it's, thing. Did you listen to Turn Blue at all? I did. And yeah. maybe that's part of the reason why I like this album. I'm not trying to sit, not trying to overblow it here. I'm not trying to say that I love it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that Danger Mouse got too involved in that album yeah in 2014 i don't think it worked very well it didn't there was too much psychedelic aspects in there yeah i mean it's Um, okay to experiment with the the psychedelic aspect part but like do it you know but that was the album that made me worried about danger mouse being involved with parquet court's most recent album Mm. when danger mouse is complimenting the artist as opposed to being like because danger mouse is a big fan of like 60s and 70s music see also too like he's the type of guy who would put on a bridget bardot track yeah at like a club during the summertime i also feel like parquet courts if they didn't like how something would sound they'd be like no yeah they 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 seem more into their sound like danger mouse probably went to the black cage and was like let's do this 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 and black cage like okay cool and parquet courts definitely kept an identity to themselves and that's how you know, they complemented each other's. They had that identity. The Black Keys, you know, when you're a two-piece rock band, you can only go up and experiment from there. So they were probably like, oh, yeah, let's do this and that. And then, yeah. you know, not keeping to the core of what they are. Because they when started you, going through the ocean, uh, going through the oceans, going through the motions <laughs> yeah. on El Camino. And that's probably why they did that, to your point, yeah. on Turn Blue. I feel like every song on this album sounds like, a, like would be in a commercial for the CW. Mm-hmm. You know, like this summer on the CW. What's the song that I could definitely see playing on the OC? Walk across the water. Definitely can. <laughs> yeah, because it's 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 basically a love song for all intents and purposes. You're and you're right. None of these songs are especially deep or like especially original for yeah, all that it's, matter. It's just a fun little rock album. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I was like, you know what? If I saw this live. Which I wouldn't be against doing. I'd be no. Down for I'm sure the these guys keys. put on a pretty good show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, like I wouldn't be against seeing them when they come to Orlando in November. I, the, like, I'm not gonna try and sit here. I'm better than that. I feel like they that would be a fun show to see. And I definitely yeah. like the earlier stuff. So, you know, if they play a pretty varied set list, you know, I could have a real good time with that show. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's at least got hooks behind it. It's at least like catchy at points yeah and it's not like the raconteurs album where <sighs> there's too much creative control with jack white on that raconteurs yes. album where he's just kind of like it's gonna sound like this we're doing this and this and this and this album's more of a collaboration and almost a better celebration of rock music than the other album is these guys at least sound like more invigorated than they have since brothers in my opinion like it's it's definitely a like you know, yeah, we're sticking with what we know type of album, but it's going back to the formula that they had before. Yeah, I mean, definitely a depart from what they just did on Turn Blue, so. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree. Completely agree. Well, I'm going to pull a U, and I'm going to yeah. say I'm going to f- jump right into my final thoughts here. Do it. Um, so, yes, I fully acknowledge that if you're a Black Keys fan, you're going to find stuff to like here. If you were turned off by Turn Blue, fret not. They're back to the way they were before, I think. Um, and I think that works to their advantage on this album. It's nothing deep. It's nothing revolutionary. But there's just something to be said about the fuzzy guitars and just the steady drumming of this band where it produces a enjoyable sound as simple as it is and as throw and as much of a throwback as it is there's still something there that's going to get your toe tapping so to speak you know and that's kind of how i found myself when i was listening to this album i kind of just was like all right i'm i'm just going to vibe with it it's kind of the equivalent of a popcorn movie yeah you know you just go a big summer blockbuster you have a good time maybe you'll never see it again maybe you'll catch it on cable but that's that's just that kind of that's just this kind of album right here and maybe it's just a welcome reprieve for me after the Rock and Tours album the other week. I will fully admit that maybe part of my infl- my uh, opinion here is influenced by that. But I think this album showed what the Rock and Tours album was lacking, and that's a sense of fun. At the end of the day, you don't have to be original and do all these great things. As long as I'm having a good time and I can sing along to some catchy lyrics, you're going to get some points. That's just how it is, folks. So that's why for me, I'm gonna give it a download. It. All right. Good Wait, what's, what's 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 going on? Oh no, I thought I heard something at the door. I was like, what is that noise? Oh, it's it's the members of the Black Keys. Uh, oh. That they're, they're gonna stand over you and wait for you to give this a gotta have it. Oh God. Well, they're gonna be crying for a little bit here. You know, the more I think about it, it's not as bad as I made it out to be. You know, it's. It's not anything revolutionary by any means, but like you said, it's a nice little summer rock album. You could definitely do far worse. There are a lot of other bands out there putting out really not good rock music. For instance, did you know 311 had a new single? Oh, geez. Oh, my God. That, that's a review for another topic, but whew, oh boy. It, it's not good. Oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, if... If you were turned off by Turn Blue, this is definitely a, what kind of said, a more return to form for the Black Keys. And I like this direction rather than that kind of psychedelic, weird vibe Black Keys. Like, they didn't do the psychedelics right on that album. Like, it was more just like random bleeps and blurbs instead of trying to incorporate it, you know, naturally and stuff. But, you know, as far as a generic rock album, it's good. And I think Black Keys fans won't be disappointed with this. I'm not sure if I'm going to come back to it. I really miss just the raw, edgy, bluesy, oh, I'm right there with you know, you. kind of stuff. But it's not the best. It's not the worst. And I think overall for me, I'm going to give it a stream it. Okay. Yeah, totally so fair. Definitely check Don't it out. Don't disagree with any of that. I'm sure it sounds great on vinyl and records and stuff, but I'm good for now. I'll go back to Freakness and uh, the other okay, older albums. Did you get a T-Rex vibe to some of the tracks on here too? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. At least in the guitar tones. Yeah. Yeah. No. Which is, I, hey, that's good. If yeah. you can recreate that sound, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that, that's not a bad thing to emulate. It's only bad when you sound exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. 
And, and, and that's the difference. At least Black Keys aren't trying to purposely rip off like any older rock bands. They move the purpose. <laughs> move the purpose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they definitely do. They definitely, definitely do. Oh, man. Well, we're winding down on coffee here. I know, I'm but um, before we wrap up here, um, I just kind of wanted to ask really quickly, did you see the Paul Thomas Anderson, Tom York short film? Not yet. <gasps> I need to. Yes. It's, on, it's on my list. And I think also talking about that album next week is on our list. Yes, so I we, think it should be. Yeah. Um, I. <laughs> How is it? I, I, I'm just going to say it. I'll, I'll just be honest. I, I really love it. Spoilers, okay. folks. Spoilers. <laughs> I, I genuinely like it a lot, and I'm excited to talk to you about that album. So is it like I haven't listened to the album yet, but mm-hmm. is the short film like a compilation of songs from the album? Is it one song? Um, so the short film, I think, is about 12 minutes long, something like that. Okay. And it, I think it has three songs from the album on there. Okay. Got it. That's all I need to know. Three, three or four, but I, I, mean, I think it's three. So it's a cool little short film. It really yeah, is. Yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson. Can't go wrong. Um, there, there's a part in it that, <laughs> that I just absolutely love. And I think you'll, you'll appreciate it too. I think you'll know which part I'm talking about. I don't want to spoil it for you, but yeah. It's Tom, it, you come out and sing all star or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I'm trying to imagine what he would sound like <laughs> singing that song. Somebody wants to me. Little kid A right reference right there. So good. Um the other album that I wanted to mention too was the new Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib album. Oh yeah, we need to check that out. Yeah. Uh, Did you see that tweet that he put Madlib put out? Oh. I want to know what programs he used. So Madlib posted on his Twitter that he made all the beats on his iPad. Yeah. So I'm very curious if he used GarageBand. I I I want more, just more of ridiculous. an explanation just to figure that out. I've always been a big fan of of Madlib. But hearing him say that, I was like, man, you're just showing off now. <laughs> you know, it's it's not about the tools, you know? It, you can, people have done far worse on other devices. So it's all about the creativity at this point. And yeah. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to a couple of people before we uh, wind down here. Um, so Optimistic Underground on Twitter. I also want to give a shout out to Dutch Dooley. And I also wanted to give a shout out to, oh, geez, I, I, I just had it open, to uh, Super Konzo, or Konzo, I should say, uh, a.k.a. Cone. Uh, I don't want to use your real names, gentlemen, but I just want to thank you guys so much because, seriously, they've been pumping out all these great music suggestions to me. And I also just really like chatting with them in general about music and different film and stuff like that on Twitter you know, just kind of shining a good spotlight on those guys because quite honestly, like sometimes just Twitter is just a terrible mess of information and <laughs> fake information and awful jokes and just 
too much terrible stuff too on much there. depression on twitter yeah, too much depression Oy. and those guys just keep on pumping out all these great music suggestions i can't even keep up but i love that i can't keep up that just means that there's so much out there for me to check out constantly new stuff my list all the is time. growing constantly yeah yeah it's it's tough but oh. I make time for it. How do you feel about Janet Weiss leaving Sleater Kinney? Oh, that's right. It makes a lot of sense. I watched uh, um I watched them play on Fallon. Yeah. It was like St. Vincent Jr. Yeah. So I there was a couple people on Twitter, I guess, who've heard the album that's that are claiming that the album is great. But I'm I'm very curious to hear what the whole thing sounds like. Uh, I'm sure that's probably what it is. I'm sure it was kinda like I don't like this sound. They also type of thing. I think they wrote like a like a sitcom together or something, like a parody. Mm. Like a day in the life of Sleater Kinney, like mm. kind of like kinda of like Portlandia. Oh nice. But they did it together or something. So I'm sure they bonded and, you know, all that fun stuff. But Yeah. I mean obviously it's just speculation. I, I don't want to say that as one hundred percent fact, but I mean, it can't be of any coincidence that they start working with St. Vincent and then she leaves the band. And they dress like St. Vincent. Yeah. And their key and St. Vincent's keyboard player is also playing with them on Fallon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean. <sighs> it's a big disappointment, though, for the Sleater Kinney fans who were like, oh, wow, they're going on tour finally. And then the drummer leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, since she's just such a phenomenal drummer, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's such a core piece, really, of any band, sure. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm right there with you. I would have loved to have seen all the original members together. Not that they would tour around here in Orlando. Anyway, oh, no, not at but, all. Because uh, for whatever reason, you know, a band like that just doesn't come here. When, when Nico Case came here, I was like, we are going. Yes. Because she'll never come here again. Pretty much. Yeah, the new pornographers are going on tour too, and they're not coming in. I think they're coming to Georgia, but they're not coming to Florida. So the Bands always come to Georgia, but they don't come down to Florida. I know. That, ah, that's why I'm so glad we'll be seeing Vampire Weekend yeah. later this year. Can't that's wait gonna, for that. That's going to be fun. We, we have to talk about whether we want to see uh, Jenny Lewis too. Oh, yeah, that's coming up. Yeah. I want to see Titus Andronicus though. Yeah, I, I think I might want to join you on that. Yeah. And, I, you know what? I got to talk to my buddy, um, Wes, who he lives down in Miami, so see if he can come up. Oh, yeah, and, uh, totally. Check him out. So he, playing... was, he was the one who introduced me to the band. Oh, sweet. Yeah, they're playing at Will's Pub. So that'll be a really good, intimate, crazy show, I'm sure. I'll be standing in the back, not moshing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I'll be in the back, not dying. I'm getting too old for this. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it'd be great to have him come join us if he can. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the good stuff. Always always good stuff and I'm sure there'll be more some some more surprises along the way. Um and then wrapping out the show here, the only other thing that I wanted to talk about was the simple fact that I'm just so glad that we worked together, buddy. I really am. I was I for those of you who have been listening into previous episodes, I, I started a new job elsewhere recently and I've been missing this guy like crazy. I know. But I've been I talk him up wherever I go. I, 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 I can't help it. We Just we miss you around help. the office. I know. Definitely different vibe. I know. But And thanks to you guys too for your patience as we figure out recording times and uploads and all that fun stuff. So we promise yeah. Longer episodes, we can't record twice a week and all that fun stuff. But Yeah, we'll keep we, it going. We'll keep it going. 
I got to talk to you about some people who we want to do some interviews with pretty soon too as well. Definitely. Um, and then I got some other ideas too, but I got to see how we can do them. Um, but yeah, that's all stuff that's going off, off mic. So thank you for listening in everybody. Keep the great reviews coming. One more cheers. We are on g4dpodcast.com, Spotify, iTunes, slash Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now, Google, Stitcher, <laughs> basically wherever podcasts are. So yeah. check us out, subscribe, have fun, listen to music, drink your coffee. We love you all. Love you guys. Here on G4D. AKA Grounds for Discussion. discussion. Bye. Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username g4d underscore podcast. Drop us a line at g4dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks. <laughs>